0: I'll tell you something, it's nice to be alive at this generation, right? Like, so many things that we can thank, our lucky birth, our karmic birth, whatever it is that we're alive now. I mean, one of the things that makes living now so amazing is Google Shopping. (laughs) I'll tell you something, they deliver anything. And they deliver, doesn't even matter how much is there, if you need, like, a bobby pin, they'll deliver it. If you need, you know, I don't even know, one quart of orange juice, they'll deliver it. They'll have, you can have, like, nine delivery guys lined up in your, in your hallway, and each one is delivering one item, and, and it's fine. And Google's okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Speed is everything, isn't it? Speed came out with a new phone this week. Amazon came with a new phone, and the thing about the phone is that it has a function that you can point at anything and immediately buy it. I'm not even kidding, that's, that's the function, that's the, the selling feature of this expensive smartphone, is that it uses its intelligence to name everything around you and then, and then have you buy it. So, you know, it's not like speed in general hasn't always been on our minds or on the minds of the ancients. The Tao Te Ching is famous for having said the slow will overcome the fast, the soft will overcome the hard. That there's something about, about slowing things down, the wisdom of slowing things down. And what is seen when things are slower? What, what, what would we actually get to see when life is slower, when the mind is slower, when the heart is slower? Things that you can't buy, things that you can't have delivered right at your door. And in this week's reading, tomorrow morning, Moses will be teaching us at least two lessons about good leadership and about how to interact with resistance. The rebellion of Korach, his cousin, is coming tomorrow morning. Korach, if some of you will remember, many of you will know, Korach is right the quintessential rebel with a cause, or without one, depending on how you read the Torah. He has a cause. He will make a claim in tomorrow morning's reading That will, in some ways, have an effect on Moses, unlike any other rebellion thus far. Right? Thus far in the Torah, Moses has already been faced with a number of rebellions. And with each one, three of them, Moses has prayed on behalf of the Jewish people. And it is only here when Korach and his retinue and the Ve'adato, make a claim against Moses and say, Ravlach. Isn't it enough? Moses is told by his cousin all of the children of Israel are kedoshim. They are those who have heard the words of God on Sinai. All of them are holy. Who are you to set yourself up as a leader against them? This challenge to Moses' authority is met by Moses with a moment of weakness. In some sense, as the as the rebels come forth, right? Moses hears the complaint and his immediate response is, Vayishma Moshe in verse four, chapter 17. Chapter 16, excuse me. Verse four, Vayishma Moshe Moshe hears Vayipol al-Panav. Just like last week, when Rabbi Jessica was talking about Moses' prostration, he falls to the floor. And in the Midrash, this falling to the floor in the Midrash is significant. The Midrash says that he, um, he'd had enough. For the first three, the Midrash says he could pray, he could find a way, but this one was too much. He just fell to the ground, collapsed in a puddle of, I can't do this. Any parents have this moment? It's like the first moment your child rebels, great. The first moment, let's say, in the day, I mean, the first hour. And by the fourth one already, you're on your face. You're saying, okay, 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 whatever you need. Here's a bag of lollipops. Here's a TV show. <laughs> Moses has had it, right? He's done. Like you pull out, by now, Moses falls on his face. That's one way to read it. Here, I'd like to introduce you to a different way of reading it that has to do with leadership and also will eventually bring us to a moment of how to be a disciple or a follower as well. It could be, I'd like to invite you to think that maybe Moses... Maybe Moses has fallen on his face, prostrating himself before his opposition as a sign of deep respect for the rebel. Maybe Moses is in a position of prayer because Moses recognizes that when people arise to call us on our stuff, to call us on our work ethic, to call us on our leadership qualities, to call us on our relationship skills, to call us on various things, the first moment of leadership is a moment of of surrender to some degree to the respect and the integrity that a rebel should be given. Maybe Moses falls on his face as a way of saying, now before I go anywhere, let me at least acknowledge that many have come before you. There have been at least three and many more who have come before you, and in each one, I listened, and here I promise to do the same. Maybe Moses is acknowledging the power of Korach, and in this, Moses would be speaking to a theme later on in Jewish history, when the Ari, Isaac Luria, the great mystic, wrote "Sadik Katamar yifrach. I sang that tonight intentionally. Many of you missed that, but I sang the word "Sadik Katamar Yifrach" in the Psalm, in Psalm 91, Psalm 92. "Sadik, a righteous one, will f- blossom. Sadik Katamar yifrach. a righteous one will blossom like a date palm tree." And the Ari said, the last letters of Tzadik, Katamar Yifrach, spells Korach. Tzadik, Kuf, Katamar, Resh, Yifrachet. last letters of the righteous will eventually blossom is the words for the greatest rebel, the greatest resistor, the greatest affront to Jewish authority that ever was. The Ari, the great mystic said, in the end, he also was holy. He also had something to give. He also had truth embedded within his rebellion, within his resistance. And Moses, the wise leader, prostrates himself as if to say, I have to really listen to what you're going to say and pray on it. I'm going to go inside and pray. I'm going to find where inside of me what you are saying is landing. Moses prostrates himself to say, let me check out what's going on. And not only that, when Moses finally speaks, he says, tomorrow morning we'll find out who's really the authority. And in this, he does the anti-Google. He says every moment of being triggered requires waiting and time to find out what's true, what's really happening. And in the spaciousness of the mind and the heart that gives a triggered experience time, we get to find out what's really true, How much of what's being said is landing on me because I need to hear it? And how much of it is landing in a way for me to to negate it, to challenge it, to push back? Every great leader, every great relationship, every great friend, every great human being needs to learn to be a waiter, to know how to wait, to not immediately itch, scratch the itch, to not immediately lift the telephone, to not immediately respond to the email, it's so natural, right, when someone challenges us and it cuts to the, to, to the depths of who we are for us to feel immediately that we have to respond. And that lack of skillfulness in our response creates more suffering. Our lack of skillfulness in responding to resistance is dangerous itself. We must respect resistance. You know, the great Ralph Cook wrote, that there are two kinds of souls in the world, he said. There are souls from the world of tikkun. What does tikkun mean? Anybody know what tikkun means? It means repair, healing. And then he says there are souls who come from the world of tohu vavoh. What is tohu vavoh? Chaos. So there are these two kinds of souls in the world. There are those who are chaotic, and those who are a little bit more organized. I say that nicely. Label maker, label makers, label. You know these souls in yourself. You know them in your friends. The souls that are the chaotic ones are the ones that are up until four in the morning. They're the burning lights, right? They can't, they need a world where they can deconstruct and deconstruct. The world that is more organized, a little bit more straight. is the world of Tikkun, we know those people too. And we know in ourselves we are made up of all of those places. And the rebel inside each and every one of us comes from that world of tohu, the world of confusion, the world of chaos, that likes to shake things up. And the rebel, like Korach, needs to shake things up. And so Moses prostrates himself and he says, let me hear what you got, and then let me wait till morning. And then he does this second amazing thing. He gets up from the ground, it seems. And not only does he say that I'm going to wait till morning, But by the time that arrives, at the end of his little speech back to Korach, he repeats the words that Korach used in his accusation. Korach had said to Moses, Rav lachem, you leaders, Rav lachem, is it too much for you? The word rav means a lot lachem, you've taken too much. And Moses, when he responds to the rebellion, says back to Korach the exact two words. He says back to Korach, no, 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 Rav right? Lachem. So when you first read that, you're thinking, like me, maybe like, like most fights. It's mine. No, it's mine. It's mine. No, it's mine. But I think something brilliant is happening that teaches us how to be a disciple. Moses said back to Korach, what you saw in me was emerging from yourself. The words that you use to describe me are actually your words to describe your own reality. You have projected onto me what you didn't want to see in yourself. And isn't that the way we are with leaders? Almost never will you see someone stand up in a shul, in a church, in a mosque, on a political stage, and say that there's a responsibility to followers to own their projections. Almost always we say it must be the problem with the leadership. Let's teach leaders how to be better leaders. Let's teach the leader how to know to be a good leader, how to be inclusive. But so often, as Erica Brown points out in her amazing book on leadership, we don't have a clue about how to be good disciples and good followers. And so Moshe models to us this mirroring, this reflection. You say to me, Moses says, Rav lachem, You claim that me as a leader, I've taken too much. You yourself don't realize how much you have taken. You yourself are rav lachem. Turn it around. Turn it around. I love this teaching. It's not mine. It's from the Torah. It's a beautiful teaching to each and every one of us about mindfulness and self-empowerment. If each and every one of us, when we are triggered, would take a moment to check in, would take a moment to reflect. If each and every one of us, when we were triggered, would take a moment to go inside, check out where it's landing, wait an hour, wait 10 minutes, wait a day. And if we would also, when we recognize it, call others and say, no, no, no. This is your stuff. Or vice versa. Let me take a look and see if it's mine. Oh, what a world this would be. You know, someone this week asked me about prayer at Romamu. And they asked me to, if I explicitly describe what I think is happening in prayer to people who come to pray here. If I take the time to spell out what I think the point of being here is, if there is such a thing. And I said, no, I don't know if I ever do, but I think people get it. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I should say it more explicitly. So let me be explicit. For me, the point of prayer is to create what. Rabbi David Cooper used to call the wedge of awareness. And what teachers like Jay Michelson and others who teach mindfulness and meditation in the Jewish world are trying to inculcate in each and every one of us, is that there would be a bit of spaciousness between input and output, between how we receive things and how we then put them out in the world. It is very easy to get drawn into very overt behavioral commentary action in the world, big things, it's much harder to reflect on what it is and what it takes for us to be spacious in our own hearts. So I wanna, I wanna bless all of you and hope you blessed me back. May this Shabbat of rebellion be a Shabbat where I hear the voices that are resistance. May this Shabbat be a Shabbat where I'm able to be tolerant of the discomfort that comes with hearing painful things that force me to reflect. I was this more. I, I had to say that I was invited this week to a, a lunch where um, I got to sit with um, someone who ran for president who didn't win um, and listen to this person talk about their points of view about the world. And I'll tell you something, I mean, it's not a secret I have, I'm not political from the pulpit, but I certainly um, was a supporter of Barack Obama, and I definitely didn't agree with the majority of what this person said, but it was so powerful to sit with that discomfort. It was so powerful to sit and listen to a completely different perspective than my own, and to be able to first acknowledge that there might be truth, a lot of it, in places that are quote unquote, the other. My friend Nathaniel Berman, who had a party last night because he became a PhD in Kabbalah and someone who's taught here in Romamu, finished his party last night by saying that the entire thrust of the Zohar, the most important of the Jewish mystical books, is to invite us to learn from the other. It's to invite us to learn from the, what is called the Sitra Achra, the other side, and to incorporate the Sitra Achra, the other side, into the Sitra, de Kedusha, into the side of holiness. And we never, ever, ever do that if we don't make room by first bowing before it and saying, have you come to teach me? So God bless each and every one of us with this Shabbos of Boker Yodav tomorrow morning after I wait a little bit, there'll be more room to hear, more room to listen. Bless us with wedges of awareness, with spacious, spaciousness between our thoughts and our actions, between our feelings and our actions. Help us to have discernment about what it is that belongs to us and what it is that must be given back to that which has been, to the one who gave it to us. Those are pretty tall mountains to climb. We need help. We need to help each other i us got to say amen.